0: Food bloggers, are you constantly feeling like you never have enough time, like you can't possibly fit it all in and you'll never get to those projects you've been wanting to do because of a lack of time? Let me help you find that time because guess what? There's always enough of it. We just need to create space for it and be intentional about protecting it. Join my Facebook group where I will help you find the time you are looking for by analyzing what you are currently spending your time doing and by becoming a fierce time protector. Head over to eatblogtalk.com forward slash always enough for more information and use the discount code EBTLISTENER to get 20% off. This is a limited time offer, so you don't want to miss out on this. Go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash always enough to find that time you're looking for. Food bloggers, are you needing a few extra hours in your week? One of my favorite services that saves me at least two hours a week is Instacart. Instacart is an online grocery shopping and delivery service, and it has changed my life. No more navigating through busy grocery stores while my boys beg me for another treat. My groceries appear at my door within hours of placing an order, and placing orders is a total breeze. If your life is as busy as mine, and I know it is, this service will save you. Get $10 off your yearly membership by using my affiliate link. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab the link. Instacart, the smartest way to grocery shop. What's up, food bloggers? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast made for you, food bloggers seeking value for your businesses and your lives. Today, I will be having a chat with Hina Bisht from funfoodfrolic.com. And through Hina's incredible story, we will talk about taking the road less traveled. Hina is a passionate Indian food blogger who has been blogging full-time for the past eight years. She is a blogger, social media influencer, and a digital creator. Hina, you have such an incredible story to share, and I can, cannot wait to hear it firsthand, but give us a fun fact about yourself first.
1: Hi, Megan. And the fe- I mean, there are a lot of uh, fun facts about me, but the one which I like to share with you is I am addicted to Netflix. I mean, people people need their uh, a day of spa or they need some, you know, coffee time or something like that. But for me, it's the Netflix. I mean, anything on Netflix and I have just, you know, binged watched it. That's so great. So, I love it. <laughs> So I hope uh, people at Netflix are hearing this, but...
0: (laughs) Oh, I love Netflix too. So what is your favorite? Do you have a favorite or do you have a bunch of favorites?
1: I have a bunch of favorites and I think we need another podcast for that.
0: Oh, sure. That's a great idea. We can dive into what people should be watching while they're editing photos or something. (laughs) Well, that's great. I, too, am a Netflix lover And I just want to get into this because you sent me your video from YouTube, which is actually a TED Talk. Am I right?
1: Yes, right.
0: And it was so inspiring. It almost brought tears to my eyes. It was just such a great story and you told it so well. And I'm really excited for you to tell that same story to my listeners. I'm hoping that our chat today will help to encourage food bloggers to follow their passions with persistence and also to avoid taking those roads that are maybe more travel just because they're popular or trendy. So I'd love it if you just told your story from the start, Hina. Your family strongly encouraged you to get into a profession that you were not in love with. So why don't you start by talking about that?
1: So uh, Megan, uh, I did my MBA right after school and uh, I got my master's in finance and banking and I got a very good job and I never see myself as a food blogger or pursuing something as a freelancer. I always thought of working in the corporate segment or uh, doing some nine to five job. And then I met my husband and we got married. We were young and we moved to a very new city. And in the process uh, of settling a new home and settling a new life, I have to take a break from my banking job. And I, as a newly uh, wedded uh, wife, I started, you know, trying my hand in the kitchen. I started trying new recipes from the cookbooks and you know I started suddenly loving my kitchen space so <laughs> so uh, you know one day out of nowhere my husband suggested and those were the times when we were not having any Facebook any Instagram or uh, WordPress was also not that popular only platform uh, people used to blog on was Blogger. And, yes, um, I remember. <laughs> yes, Blogger or Blogspot.com. And one day he suggested, you know, why don't you start recording your recipes somewhere uh, digitally? And why don't you start a thing called Blogspot? And I never heard of it before. And I said, Oh, that sounds really interesting. And that was the first time I heard anything about a blog. Before that, I had no clue that, you know, anything such as blog is there or even anyone can start a blog. I, you know, uh, took some pictures from a small handicap and those pictures were, when I see them today, I just... <laughs> close my eyes and I you know think what I was doing so I took some pictures and uh, I wrote some paragraphs about the recipe and why I you know created it or all sort of memories about it and in a very very you know bad uh, English bad (laughs) words (laughs) and uh, yeah so from there the blog spot thing started and it continued that way for another a year or two and then eventually the readership of that blog post blog sorry blog post grew so uh, from friends and family to their friends and family it you know more and more people started coming and reading it and initially I'll be very honest, you know, it was hardly like 1,000 views or 2,000 views or maybe 100 views. And, you know, by the end of every month, I used to be so excited. Oh, my God, this month I got 1,000 views. (laughs) 1,000 people are reading this blog post. And today, when I compare that number uh, to my current stats, I was like, (laughs) Girl, what I you know doing? what do you
0: mean <laughs> i know it but at the time it was it was significant
1: yes so uh yeah so eventually lot of people started reading it and lot of friends you know started giving their suggestions ki, hey you can make this uh like that or you can uh, do this this way so i started getting lot of ideas how i can you know, develop it professionally, how I can can take it to another level. And then I started following established food bloggers of that time. And I see their work and I got inspired that, you know, people out there are doing so much good work in the food blogging arena. You know, I should be like them one day. So that's how I then, you know, purchased a domain name and uh, make it, Dot .com fanfoodchalik.com from the blogspot.com eventually uh, at the same time a few you know uh, review invites came in from certain restaurants some very prestigious restaurants in the city that's another funny story because when i received my first restaurant review invite before that i never heard of any such thing and when i read the mail i read it like twice thrice and then i was uh, i started thinking why somebody would invite you to taste their meal and write about it so i actually asked this uh, from the person who sent the mail and they understood that I am quite naive so they explained to me the entire process (laughs) yeah at the same time I started getting invited for good food events in the city and good uh, restaurant uh, started inviting me to taste their new menus or to you know talk about it or to write about it on my blog spot and uh, you know changed my whole perspective about the food blogging and meanwhile that time i was continuing my full time job as an investment banker because honestly that time blogging was not generating a single penny it doesn't make any sense for me to leave my good paying job and you know and Till that point, I wasn't sure whether I am w- going to pursue this food blogging thing as a full-time career, because if you are uh, trained as a professional in certain arena, you think of you know retiring that way. You don't think uh, usually to quit that profession and switch into some other thing. Eventually, it happened that my husband encouraged me a lot. And uh, somehow I had a break in between switching two jobs. So that time, a paid opportunity came in for a food photography assignment. I was shocked that, you know, I am earning from my website. I'm earning from my something other than from my job. So that food photography assignment, you know, opened all sort of possibilities for me. From that day, I never, never, ever turned back or thought twice of, you know, not pursuing food blogging as a full time career. But uh, a big credit for this goes to my husband, who encouraged me and who, you know, supported me financially, who supported uh, me uh, morally that it's OK if you are not earning that well for a year or two or three. It's OK. But you will not regret tomorrow that you didn't try something new when you have the opportunity or when you have the chance. And gratefully, things worked out well. And uh, when Instagram came and the Facebook came, I, you know, uh, clicked right with the people and I got uh, what people wanted from me on those platforms and uh, things you know changed drastically after that and since then uh, it's always been a full-time work for me And today it's it's I cannot think anything beyond food blogging and I I can't even imagine that I was trained to do a nine to five job. I always think that I was trained to be a food blogger.
0: Yes. Well, it sounds like you're very passionate about it. And I love absolutely love that your husband was an encourager for you. And that he is the one that kind of encouraged you to get started and had the blog spot idea in mind, like you should get started on this. He saw your passion for cooking and that that just kind of led into the next thing. And then you were doing photography and that kind of led. I love that. What a great story. And you mentioned that your family wanted you to continue with banking. Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay. So how did they react to all of this when you decided to dive into food
1: blogging? Absolutely. It was a foolish idea for everybody because I was a very good student, uh, to be honest, Megan, from school days. I have always been the topper of my class. I have always excelled in uh, my academic and uh, when I decided that I don't want to pursue anything in finance or in the corporate industry, and I just want to do cooking. So it was definitely a shocking thing for them. Uh, Like, why? Why you want to do that? So until recently, like, I mean, till two, three years back, they just could not understand that, you know, why this girl is in the kitchen and not out there in the office or in some cabin so but now they understand that once they have seen my TED talk video and you know other uh, newspaper articles or my stories in the magazine or when they see that you know I'm earning well from my work and uh, Now they realize that she is working. (laughs) She is not just cooking. She's working. (laughs) Right.
0: Well, I think that's a common misconception about bloggers. I know my family really still doesn't truly understand like, oh, she's a blogger. That's so cute. And I think a lot of people have that same notion about bloggers and food bloggers. Like, what exactly do people do? It's so hard to understand. You know, I honestly hate any time anyone asks me what I do because I never know what to say because when I say food blogger, they look at me like, oh, that's so cute. But if I like really want to get into it, like do you really want to hear what I do? because there's a lot that goes into it and usually they don't want to hear what I do. They just want to get an idea. So it's such a complicated thing, but I'm glad that your family was finally able to wrap their heads around it and see that you could earn money and that it was making you happy and you were fulfilling a passion. So thank goodness for that, right?
1: Thank goodness, because uh, it's at times people understand what food blogging is. But their next question is, how do you make money? I mean, is it just a, is it just a hobby for you or oh, you are pursuing your passion? Oh, yes, I'm pursuing my passion, but I'm making money out of it, too. So yeah. it's it. It's difficult uh, to explain uh, to people that, you know, this is how things work. It's not just a hobby anymore. It's it's also a profession. It's a serious profession. And people out there are doing so much work in it. So it's difficult to explain.
0: It is. And I feel it's so weird because there are so many food bloggers who are making A killing and doing great and they're super passionate about it but still people are not aware it's like a really new lucrative job that just people aren't aware of quite yet but I love Hina that you took that road less traveled which was kind of a defiant move in the eyes of your family it sounds like but yet you listened to that small voice inside of you that told you that this was the path you wanted to be on And I so strongly believe that we are rewarded in ways that sometimes we can't see for following that inner voice, that inner guide. Mm -hmm. What are some other ways that you feel like you've benefited from following that inner voice?
1: I am a strong, strong believer of my gut feelings. Even in a day-to-day life, I trust my gut feelings more than my you know, uh, what my mind is saying or what my emotions are saying. But uh, my gut feelings are 99% times correct. If I followed my gut feeling uh, related to pursuing food blogging as a full-time career, I think uh, definitely it has made me very, very, very happy today. Today, if, you know, if somebody asks me tomorrow, if there's no tomorrow, And are you satisfied? I will say 100%. I mean, I am satisfied with what I'm doing today. And, uh, you know, uh, what purpose my life is serving, I'm very, very satisfied with that. So uh, in that way, I'm thankful to my gut feeling for, you know, guiding me in this direction and showing me this new path. And uh, I have no, no regrets. The only regret is like why I didn't start it earlier, like, like, like just after school or maybe, you know, uh, why I didn't pursue this in college. So that's the only regret I have.
0: I love that you relied so heavily on your gut and your intuition. Yes. I am a huge believer in Just finding a way to tap into your intuition because if you can do that, you can basically be led through your entire life easily. And I think so many people struggle with that when they can't tap into an intuition because they let the noise of the world just kind of drown it out. But when you really stop and just sit with yourself and figure out those ways to figure out what... What that inner guide is telling you, it is so easy to just follow. Like, here's the next step. Okay, this is what I want to do. And then it leads you down this path.
1: I think it's just the noise around us or uh, the voices in our head that stop us from listening to our intuitions or gut feelings. We just have to pause, pause for a minute, and, you know, listen to that. Uh, intuition or that gut feeling whatever it is telling you and I'm telling you it's never ever wrong or wish you know bad for you it will it will always always lead you in a fruitful direction it will always take you in the right direction and uh, you just have to press the pause button as I have said in my YouTube video you just have to press the pause button once in a life and listen to that in a voice, what it's telling you.
0: Yeah. Do you have any advice for food bloggers listening and like just telling them like in what ways can we press the pause button and get in touch with ourselves in that way?
1: See, uh, everybody has their own way of pressing a pause button. But you know, sometimes if you are in a full time job or uh, you have a very pressing career, which you are in the dilemma of leaving or not leaving, I would suggest take a break, go on a you know lonely vacation or get some me time and just just talk to yourself. Just ask yourself, just listen to yourself and you'll find the answer. I mean, that's, that's how it works for me. It's always, always, whenever I have two roads in front of me, it's always me asking me like what I truly want and what will make me happy in the next five years or in the next few years. And the ra- answer is right there in front of you.
0: It seems so simple, like almost too simple, but really it is that simple. You can just quiet the noise from the world And just sit and listen. For me, nature is a big one. When I get out into nature without earbuds, without noise or music, without people with me, without my boys, that is a really good opportunity for me to just tap into what I need. (laughs) And I know everybody has something different. Like some people, it's journaling and some people, I don't know, exercising. It could
1: be or a music session or anything. But but spend some time with yourself and you'll have everything sorted out. Yes, I completely agree with that. And I,
0: I wanted to mention this too, that the term follow your passion can seem like such a lofty notion, don't you think? And also kind of limiting because it implies in a way that we are following one path forever. But I like, instead of saying follow your passion, I like saying Take that very next step that lights you up because if you keep taking those steps that your intuition is telling you to take, that fills you up with creativity and inspiration and then you will be led on to the the next step and then the next one. So I think people get caught up in that like follow your passion. Okay, well, I want to be a musician and then you're kind of locked in like, well, I have to do this for my whole life now. So I just like reframing that a little bit.
1: No no yeah absolutely I agree with you because when initially I ventured into the food blogging so I started you know getting food photography assignments so that time uh, my passion was food photography then one day I thought okay styling is also one arena I can explore so for a while I did you know, food styling for a few photographers. And then I wanted to be a stylist. And then I enrolled myself in a culinary program. And then I thought, oh, I should, uh, you know, go to Lake Blue, or I could be a chef. So that time, that was my passion. And then uh, all the social media platforms came up. And, uh, you know, I started uh, creating content over there and then I thought, okay, so I can be a social media influencer. That's my passion. So, yeah, you are correct. I mean, if you keep following your uh, guts and uh, inner voices, it will take you to new directions. And, you know, it will not uh, restrict you to just, you know, your passion. It will help you to learn new things. And
0: that's the great one of the great things about food blogging is that there are so many elements inside of it that for people who have different passions or different interests, we really can tap into so many different things. I love that you started out with an interest in food photography and that kind of led to another thing and another thing. And that's, I think that means that f- uh, food blogging is perfect for you because you've found passion in all of those things. And I think a lot of us do that. We find passion in one area and then we move on and then we move on and then we might even cycle back and find a reignited passion in food photography after eight years or whatever again. So it is; it does allow for a lot of opportunity for growth and also for inspiration and um, just keeping you in the game. It's not a uh, single minded job by any means.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a learning curve. Every With every year, I'm learning so much about food blogging, and still, I know I don't know it all. So it's, it's a great learning curve.
0: Yeah, it's a huge learning curve. And a lot of people get into it thinking that they just need to nail it right away. And I think that's basically impossible, because nobody nails it. Even people who have been doing it forever, just you never (laughs) you never get it totally
1: yes absolutely
0: so I think a lot of food bloggers are very passionate about what they are doing but they get to a point where they realize that they've been working really hard for a really long period of time without a very fruitful bank account so sometimes following our passions means making less money at least as we get going so give my listeners some encouragement on this point, because I know there are a lot of food bloggers out there who are just starting and maybe even like a year or two in and they're not seeing their bank account in multiply very much. So what's your encouragement on that?
1: Uh, see, uh, uh, my encouragement would be, see, for me also, it is started multiplying at a very late stage after like uh, two to three years and maybe I was like very late but you have to have your patience you have to have uh, your faith Uh, you need those most I mean when you see when you have the bills to pay when you have you know plug-in renewal notices and uh, then you see your uh, bank accounts and they don't uh, you know tally at all So uh, you have to have faith, you have to, you know, uh, have uh, that sort of uh, confidence in yourself that it will click in. But on the side, you can, uh, you know, continue with a part-time job like I did my full-time job till the time I thought, you know, now I have enough uh, money flowing in to support myself and to support my bills related to the website. So you can continue your job or uh, look for a part-time job or you can, you know, work as a freelancer. You, you can uh, work as in VA, you can work as in a uh, food photographer or as a stylist or you can you know uh, put in your images in Shutterstock or other picture libraries out there uh, which pays you money so there are or you can write for other websites or other uh, you know uh, food magazines so there are a gazillion ways uh, through which you can uh, you know survive yourself till your income is not enough uh, your income from the food blog is not enough to sustain yourself and pay your bills but but i i'll tell you it is not going to start pouring in from the day one so if you are getting into a food blogging or any sort of blogging be prepared that you know might possible that maybe by end of this month or by next month i will not receive my Money, it might take a year or it might take six months or it might take three months. So you have to be prepared for that.
0: I always say this persistence and consistency are key in food blogging. And if you get into it thinking that you're just going to like walk in and find quote success within a year or even 2 years that's crazy i mean it does happen occasionally there's that very rare food blogger who comes in just killing it but it doesn't it is not the norm so i always say like you have got to be persistent and you have to be consistent with what you're putting out there and you really have to love it, like truly love it, because if you didn't, it would be so easy to say goodbye. I just think that it's a really good message to put out there right now because the market for food bloggers, there are so many food bloggers, so many of them. And I know that a lot of them feel angst and like worry about like, why why aren't I being seen on Google or why isn't Pinterest picking up all my images? So I do think it's a really important message that we're sharing today. Just, you know, find the passion, sit with yourself, figure out what your intuition is telling you, follow that. But also, if you are going to stick with it, you've got to just keep moving and have that patience.
1: Yes, because if you are not earning anything for a year or six months or two years from your website, uh, via ad revenue there are a lot of ways for you to continue as a food blogger and earn money which i mentioned earlier you can work as a va you can work as a, a writer you can work as a food photographer you can work as a food stylist so there are a lot of uh, ways through which you can you know continue working as a food blogger and uh, you know uh, sustain yourself so if you are not earning ad revenues or if you are not on the top 20 or top 10 results it does not mean end of the world you just have to think creatively and you just have to look out for the right opportunities out there
0: the options are so endless because like I mentioned there are so many food bloggers which means there are a lot of pain points so there are food bloggers who don't like doing video. So maybe you could branch out into creating video for food bloggers. You mentioned writing or, um, you know, providing some other services like VA services. There really are a ton of options. So if you just put your thinking head on, you can find probably come up with 20 options right now. Just list them out and offer those to people. And I promise you there will be people out there who need and want your service So there are creative ways for sure to work and make money, maybe not directly through advertising right away, but yeah, the the options are definitely there. Do you have advice for food bloggers who maybe once had a burning passion for the work they were doing, but then got burned out and lost the passion? How do we reignite that once it leaves?
1: i think you uh, if you are doing it just for the sake of earning money and not for the love of you know good food or cooking i think you'll get bored after some time because uh, in other jobs if you have joined a certain uh, position in uh, the greed of a good salary you will be motivated by the month end check but here you have joined out of uh, your passion and you are not getting any monetary reward so uh, I think it's very important to become a food blogger only if you really love cooking or good food or you really want to pursue it as a career rather than you know uh, just for the money so I have in my personal experience people who you know, start a food blog or any sort of blog just because uh, they wanted to have some sort of shortcut to earn money. It doesn't work out that well. After some time, it becomes a tedious task for them to put out content over there without any monetary reward. So uh, it's best to, you know, uh, have genuine love for food and uh, genuine love for uh, you know, cooking or kitchen or related uh, arenas to, you know, keep your passion going. And secondly, uh, at times, uh, you know, a little diversion really keeps you, you know, motivated. So if you're bored of regular blogging, you know, you start traveling, you start exploring local food, you start exploring talking about it. So, you know, all those things really help Me, at least, to continue my, uh, you know, love for food blogging. I never get bored. Yeah, it
0: never gets old. If you love cooking, like you and I both do, it really doesn't get old. And there are so many ways that you can find to dig into it in a new way, maybe see it in a new way or enjoy it in a new way. That's the great thing about food, right? There's so many different avenues. I mean, the world is our oyster with that, for sure
1: yes for sure and uh, at times you know if you're bored you just go out there try coffee at your at the nearby cafe or try the new cinnamon roll at the new cafe in your town or you know do something which you have never done before and I'm sure you'll you know come back with the same zeal and passion
0: yeah that's great advice Hina Wow, your story is just so inspiring. And I'm really grateful that you shared this with me and with my listeners today. Is there any last little bits of encouragement that you want to leave us with today before we say goodbye?
1: Uh, I I always uh, believe that nothing brings people together like good food. And if you are putting a lot of good food out there on your Instagram, on your website, then people will definitely, you know, be around you and they will follow you. They like your work and they love your work. So uh, you just have to put ton of good food out there.
0: I love it. Well, thank you for sharing your story today. I really appreciate you being here. And you're like across the world, so it's really late for you. So <laughs> that makes me extra thankful. Hina has a list of helpful resources relating to today's topic and these can be found on her show notes page at eatblogtalk.com forward slash Hina. That's spelled H-I-N-A. I will also include her TED Talk there, which is very interesting and cool. So Hina, tell my listeners the best place they can find you online.
1: So you can follow me on Instagram, Fun food and Frolic, or you can always find ton of good food on my website, funfoodfrolic.com.